South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast where I help find the missing link in current affairs and other topics in the country and elsewhere. This is a podcast in partnership with Sowetan Live. I'm your host, Rams Mabote. Three weeks ago, another political party in South Africa was born in under 30 years of democracy. Rise Mzansi is probably 300 in the political party list, I suspect. I did not want to do any research. It's not my job. But unlike most parties, the ruling ANC included. Rise Mzansi leader launched his party by not making new promises, which is boring, right? I mean... It's like a boy trying to chat up a girl but not promising her heaven and earth. Well, instead, Songhezo left us all depressed, telling us that we are a broken society. South Africa is in this state not for lack of political parties. There is something else that's missing. Our society is broken. It's not the load shedding that demoralizes us. It is the sense that we've lost the ability to deal with it. It is not the presence of crime that is utterly depressing. It is the sense that those who are tasked with fighting crime are themselves criminals. And therefore we can do nothing about it. We are demotivated demoralized and in despair. Songhezo joins me in studio to speak about rise and many other current affairs that his party may or may not solve come 2024. For you, Honorable President, are not an honorable man. You're a broken man presiding of a broken society. Who wrote your speech? Musi, I mean like broken society. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Commissar. I, I, hello, Commissar. So I wrote my own speech. In fact, everybody wrote their own speeches on uh, for the day. And and uh, Mabine uh, Siabi, who used to work for one of the political parties. Yeah. Said, it's really nice to work with, with people. Who write, it's nice to work with people who write their own speeches. <laughs> Doesn't he bring some bad spell with him to be... No, no, he no, somebody that never could make it in government. No, he's very, he's very good actually. As a <laughs> professional, he's awesome. But I'm sure Musi was not your inspiration. No, 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 not at all. Look, I think uh, the whole broken society thing. I think in the same speech, I made an example about what's depressing about load shedding. We know it's not going to be sorted. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, like it's like being a Kaiser Chiefs fan. You know, you know it's not going to get better. You know, it's like. 
Some we've of tried, my we've tried, and I mentioned that. No, I know. So I'm, a case, I'm a life. I've never supported I, any I other that. team in South yes. Africa. It depresses me, and unfortunately, this is one of those cases. Chiefs is a cult. I will remain a cozy, <laughs> right? Cozy for But life. we must tell the truth, right? Which is, it appears that Kaiser Chiefs just cannot get out of out of the funk that it's in, right? Um, and South Africa is in kind of in the same place, Commissar, where we we had, don't have the capacity to sort out the issues that need sorting. You know, I've just suffered 12 hours of lotion on Saturday. They were yeah, supposed yeah. to switch me on, you know, at 10 p.m. So I was switched on the next morning at 6, which was 12, in fact, 6.40, 12 hours and 40 minutes yeah. of load shedding. And now you're accusing me of not having the even the faith no. of the ability to deal with this thing. Commissar, do you trust any plan? to Like, do you know what the plan is for solving load shedding? Yeah, other than rocks replacing coal, I don't, I you haven't don't, heard. Yeah. This is the problem. You understand? So that's what I was talking to, which is, you know, we don't have, we know deep down that the capacity in the current government to get things better is not there. And that's what depresses. It's like crime as well, right? We know that the chances that somebody is going to get arrested, prosecuted, and sentenced are really low. So it's fact, not, you say that those who are supposed to solve crime are criminals themselves. Are criminals themselves. But that sounds like I'm taking... Uh, Panyaza's constables that he just hired. Like. You know, Commissar, that's another topic. You and I were alive before 94. We know about gets constables and how they used to ill-treat people, make them do exercises and beat them up, right? Mm -hmm. Already seen similar videos. Mm -hmm. Let's not go there. Maybe we go there later. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I uh, I worry about it and I spoke about I it. Do. I mean, I, 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 worry, uh, I My biggest concern, and, you know, the fact that they'll beat up people does not mean it's not a biggest concern. My Biggest one currently is that they're going to add a layer uh, of of George, or you know, in our lives. So there's going to be more people to pay. More people cool to, zinc to more people. But Commissar, who are they accountable to? Banyas. This is a. But do you understand? Like we don't think about these things when in our desperation for solutions, we also agree with things that later come back to bite us, right? And. It is not going to be long, Commissar, before there are horror stories that we hear. Crime is a very serious issue. Communities are feeling unsafe and so on. But we must think about how we solve it properly. Maybe we should then uh, implement citizens' arrest on politicians first. <laughs> Except night. the cops won't keep <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a bit of a problem. Why does rise matter? Rise matters, Commissar, because we have a much bigger objective. You know, like everyone says, you know, we can solve all of these things better. We're better than the ANC. We're not going to steal your money. But if you begin from our starting point, which is there is a lot more wrong with society than just the politics, right? We complain about leadership, for instance, a lot. I'm sure people that listen to this podcast complain about leadership. Is it just in politics, the way you don't have leadership? What are what we understand by leadership. So what we are proposing is a very significant transformation of South Africa as a whole, including its politics. But it really goes uh, beyond that, Commissar. We need to change the way we think about South Africa's future and South Africa's challenges. That is sometimes reflected in government policy. Mm. Uh, you know, Commissar, we've got these human settlements as an example for the listeners. Human settlements. What is that, Commissar? We build open-air hostels, no sporting facilities, 
no arts facilities, no trees, no bike and walking lanes and that sort Hopefully of thing. Hopefully there are shooting ranges though around hostels. You, well, you see, at least, <laughs> right? But you get my point, which is even the way we think about solutions is broken, it's deficient. Because our human settlements are open-air hostels. It's just places for people to put their head down at night. Otherwise, they are inhospitable and they breed other mm. problems. So what we're doing, Commissar, is we're going beyond the politics and saying we also need to reimagine our communities, our problems, and our solutions are new. And therefore, ours is a very long-term pro- uh, 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 campaign. It's not about next year only. Do you know, by the way, when you look at your, your logo, Mm. It looks like the name of the organization is RSE. RSE. Commissar, it's RISE. <laughs> in fact, uh, one of my team members in the technical side was even asking, what would be the difference between RISE and ARISE? There's two of you now, guys. There's ARISE, I'm, I'm told. I didn't know. No, there's, there's ARISE that claimed uh, that they registered with the IEC, but they hadn't. <laughs> uh, look, I don't want to speculate about what's going on there, uh, Commissar. Uh, but I think the proliferation of political parties is an indication of something. And that is clearly what is on offer does not appeal to people. There are two types of voters. You've got voters who say, look, I don't like what's on the menu. I'm just not going to vote. You also get voters like myself and my colleagues who say, okay, we're not just going to sit there and mope and say we don't like what's on the menu. Let's put on the table what we think would be the right solution. And you do that. That's what people often forget, that the moment you start something like a political organization such as you have, you stop being a voter or a citizen. You don't. You have the same frustrations that the listeners to this podcast have. The question is, so what do we do about it? Do we sit and say we don't like what's there? Or do we do something about it? And what does doing something look like? Well, I saw you going out, right, in preparation of this thing, going out to communities in in far-flung areas and having conversations with people. I mean, I like, even like the fact that there are no podiums. You guys sit together you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in my, in yeah, my yeah, language. Yeah. But there was, I didn't see KFC stuff. I didn't see like cattle being slaughtered. I mean, are you guys breaking the rules of politics and how it work, works in this country? Well, I'll come to, to, to the Lekhotla thing because it's really important. But let me say something about food. You know, Commissar, food at these gatherings is really important because typically people spend the entire day either getting there, being in the meeting, and then going home. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have the kind of money to buy KFC for everybody. But we do provide a fruit, uh, for instance, bananas and apples and water, and in some places, sandwiches, Commissar because some people are old and and so on so after a while after four hours or five hours people need to put something in their stomach and by the way about 40 percent of our activists are unemployed mm. and so you need to take those things into consideration and just be humane about, well that's about, not i mean 40 percent of south africans are unemployed, unemployed. it's a yeah, reflection yeah. of so this it's a country. reflection but uh, commissar on breaking the culture you know the big thing commissar and people think it's just a pre-election thing. This is what we're going to do as a political culture. As far as possible, no big stage. High up with the leadership addressing the people. It creates a different dynamic. We sit with the people. We encourage people to speak about what is most important 
in their minds and in their hearts, whatever it is. Do you know two things that have come up, Commissar, which I hadn't realized were that important? The first one is mental health. Mental health. And How so? Commissar, Commissar, don't you think poverty is traumatic? It is. It okay, is. right. Well, if it's I actually learned that, you know, these guys that we are caught on the streets who talk to themselves and stuff like that. I'm told that's a result of, it's of hunger, like literal it, hunger. Commissar, this is the thing. If If people like like ourselves who have had the opportunity to work and have got got income and you can have medical aid if medical aids provide for therapy commissar why shouldn't people without medical aid have access to therapy too let's think about it and people link it to the drug problem the alcohol abuse and so on because the public health system does not have a response for mental health issues in the community you have to be mad in inverted commas right in order for you to be taken to a facility but in the normal course if you have a mental challenge there's no way for you to go it really it's a real thing but let's talk about this system of yours i mean are you, are you saying that it sends a better message? To... It's not about sending a message. So the point I was making about Lekhotla, by the way, is linked to the mental health issue, right, as an example. If you don't give people a chance to have a sort of an intimate conversation, they sit and they wait for us to address them. So these issues never surface. When we started, mental health was not on top of the agenda. It now is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why when you create that environment for people to speak, you realize, hang on, this keeps coming up. So we must now put it down, right? The drugs issue is uh, is another one. It's like every meeting, it comes up and it's a sustained conversation. And that's because 70 to 80% of the talking is done by the people in the meeting, not by us. Has Palestine come up? No, it hasn't, by the way. This is, <laughs> this is the other thing. Look, Commissar, there are things which are really important which are for us in the chattering classes. There are existential issues which relate to survival, uh, which millions more South Africans talk about and are important. And I guess we kind of have to find the balance between the two. No, it doesn't come up, Commissar. Well, on Twitter, it has. Somebody has been asking you incessantly about your position on Palestine. That's not the only thing, Commissar. We also get asked about expropriation without compensation. We we just haven't, we've chosen not to deal with issues in that way, Commissar, because, you know, Twitter is like you, me walking in here with a balaclava on, right, and asking you a question and expecting you to have a conversation with me in seriousness, mm-hmm. right? Because you've got somebody who doesn't have a name, they, you don't know what their face is, they're asking you a question. You're not sure whether you're genuine or not in that. By the way, I can answer the Palestine question. It's not an issue. The point I'm making is that we also have to understand the nature of Twitter as a platform. Okay, I'm taking off my Palestine. Take your position on Palestine. So my personal position on Palestine, a commissar, is that first of all, this is fundamentally a human rights issue. And I think that's how we must uh, we must see it. So that's the first thing. In terms of the political solution, the ideal political solution is two fully sovereign states. Two fully sovereign states. I'm saying that for a reason and I think you know why. Right? Two fully sovereign states with equal sovereignty. In other words, if can as sovereign nations do exactly the same thing where the citizens of both countries live in peace 
and safety and they've got the freedoms that people in every sovereign nation should have freedom to move and so on right so that is the second point the third point is the fact is palestinians are under occupation at the moment they don't have sovereignty they don't have freedom of movement as an example and also if our aim is a two-state solution where the Palestinian and Israeli state exist side by side, it is really important that Israel does not continue to build settlements and removing Palestinians in order to build those settlements because it makes a two-state solution impossible over time. Right? Okay. That, it's not difficult. It is straightforward as that. Some of what happens is that it gets weaponized. It's like, we must test you. If you don't agree with me, then I don't like you. But it's as simple as that, Commissar. And your position on Kaiser Chiefs? My position on Kaiser Chiefs is that Kaiser Chiefs is my family. It is my cult. Uh, I am unhappy at the moment, but you can't change your Isidugo. <laughs> okay. Okay. You caught me off guard there. <laughs> so, <clears throat> 2024... You could be president, I, and I, you know, you know, that could be great. But let's say you were, like last week, you were president of this country. Would you have sent arms to Russia in no, whatever form? No, no, not at all, Commissar. You know why? Fire Tandimudise? No, no, no. Before we, let's talk about why. Send Sadaf to uh, no, Ukraine no, no, to help Russia? No, no, no. Russia? Even before we get there, Commissar, it, it, it is not possible for any South African president at the moment to send weapons to either Ukraine or Russia. And if something like that happens, it would be illegal. It's a criminal offense. And the, the sanction is... <laughs> but that's what is, we do for a living in this country. Uh, sure, but the, there is a law that prohibits that kind of thing. And the sanction is... Uh, There's a law that says you shouldn't drive through red traffic lights. 15 to 25 years, Commissar, if that kind of thing happens. Okay, it's called the National Conventional Arms Control Act of 2002, which came into force in 2004. It's been around for a very long time. So the right answer from our government should have been to say that a, we, you know, nothing like that happened. We know it because it's unlawful and that kind of thing, but they're not saying that. Which means? Which means they either don't know or they're hiding something. They, because there's going to be an inquiry, Commissar, right? You don't need an inquiry where it's obvious. Commissar, you don't need an inquiry to work out what time I walked in here. I signed in downstairs. I went to pick you up. You went to pick me up. Do we need an inquiry for that? No, it's an objective fact. And if there was to be questioned about what time I arrived here, there is a, a manifest downstairs which says he walked in at 11.16. That's what I wrote on that piece of paper. You know what? Offloading and unloading ships is the same. Speaking of which, you were 16 minutes late, and I'm thinking for someone with presidential ambitions, you were caught up because you had to solve your son's issues. Couldn't you have sent a blue light to solve these issues? And I mean, like, why are you late when you should have sent your <laughs> no, podcast to take care of things? Because it's unsafe <laughs> to me and to other road users, even if I were to be able to do it. Do you think Kabelo Kwamanda is a Russian spy? <laughs> No shame. I, I, I do think he's got other challenges <laughs> not being a spy. What about Kenny Kunene? <laughs> Commissar, the, the issue around Jobek, by the way, it, it goes to the heart of one of the things we talk about as Raizim Zanz, right? And that is 
we need to change our political system though seriously right because you've also had a situation where you are on mayor number 15 or whatever the number is right and voters don't have a say and the people that have subsequently become mayors when never mayoral candidates when the election happened right you also had the possibility that Gaten McKenzie who's a mayor of another town could have become mayor of Joburg come on i mean the whole idea of a mayorship is that you live there isn't it mm-hmm. Okay, so why don't we just hire mayors then and get someone? Then we can get I don't know Boris Johnson to come here and be mayor. What 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 works in South Africa in your view? What do you mean? What works? Like does you know, anything work? Yeah, like you know we've spoken a lot about what doesn't work. Commissar, I must tell you the unsung heroes of South African society are what we call civil society and community organizations. Commissar, those are the way the real leaders of South Africa are. The kind of people that we complain and say they are not there, but actually they do the work every day because there is no state, uh, political parties are not accessible. And so people go to these organizations and they fight all manner of struggles every day. Commissar, that's a good, it really is a good thing. There are countries where you don't have a civil society that is able to do that. And do you know what people do there? They die on boats trying to get to Europe. Okay. Mm. So, so civil society in South Africa, really, community and other organizations are so important. They are so great. They really are so great, which is why some people start insulting and, and having conspiracies about who funds NGOs and that kind of thing. Because they can see how much credibility they have. But yeah, we know that in, in NGOs can be used wrongly, right? They can be used wrongly. There are quite a few, by the way, that do very questionable things. Some but in the, the media but, industry, but, but, the but point, no names mentioned. But the point is, Commissar, when you can see the work that is being done on the ground, right? If I were to say to you, just as an example, Mark Haywood, right? Are we really going to have this conversation about whether the work the organizations Mark Haywood has done is good or bad. He has fought for for the end of Pitler trains. He has fought for, for many things. For crying he, out loud, we label Zaki Ahmed a spy. I mean, a guy who took on the fight for you understand. HIV and AIDS. So I'm sorry. People like that, for me, they are leaders. They are heroes. And we don't lift them up enough to show the quality that South Africa actually has that we are underusing. This is starting to sound too serious. So I'm going to conclude by saying I hope, you know, some of them were my friends. They were, they were in the student movement and they, we grew up together and they then they became politicians. They didn't take my calls. So I hope when you become president, you will come back here and we'll have a chat and you'll still call me commissar. And not, you, know, <laughs> you will always be commissar. You will, you will like always a, be commissar. <laughs> that's, your, that's your middle name. That's your middle name. <laughs> Kata. I wish you luck, brother. And uh, I really hope that rise rises even further. Thank you, Commissioner. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please send your comments to me. I've decided you must send comments to me via email, rams at ramsmabote.com. Even if you don't have a comment, you, know, you could send an insult. Uh, I mean, no, a swear word. It's fine. I need content. It can be bad. You know, like Kenny Kunad did with uh, Solim Simanga. I need stuff like that to help me. Otherwise, download uh, the My Sowetan app and listen to more of this kind of podcast.
Of course, you must also please follow us on Twitter at Rams by the Horns and so it in live. For me, Rams Mavote with President in waiting. <laughs> Goodbye and God bless. <laughs>